everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. Hi, Lauren. I'm Charles. <laughs> Yay, it's spooky October time. Spooky, spooky. I'm excited. This is, I don't know if you'll know. You probably won't. No, you won't. All the list of everything we're going to do for this month because it's like spooky, scary month. But this is going to be our UFO alien journey because we're talking fire in the sky from 1993 um i'd never seen this i have just finished watching it like 30 minutes ago so i'm fresh from that kind of really really good constructed story that kind of like morphed into like this hellscape alien abduction version (laughs) like it really took a turn um but you selected it charles so i want to know like why like what was your what was your thought process behind that so i think it came out in 93 and that's when like i personally was really into like unsolved mysteries and i think like around this time like the x files had first come out Mm -hmm. and um i don't know if you remember but some of those previews for the x x files were like super scary and like i wouldn't even consider watching the show based on like the these like previews like they just i was like nope nope not doing it um i watched an x-files episode when i was like 15 that scared me so much that i never watched anything again <laughs> like yeah yeah and i know that people nowadays are like oh no you should watch it. i'm sure right now i could probably watch it and it would be fine but it like yeah. really scarred me it was yeah, a yeah. lot <laughs> um and so I, I guess at the time, aliens were, like, super hot. Yeah, um, they so, were. Like, they had the little, like, um things you could buy in the store and stuff. Like, yeah, you could buy, yeah. like, alien, like, little, like, the heads, you know, would be on neon stuff. And Lord knows we all want to get abducted by Max Evans. And so, um, <gasps> since, um, and so until that happens, I, I, I figured this was a, this was a good movie to watch. Roswell so. forever. If you haven't listened to me and Charles talk for, like, almost three hours on season one of roswell on the patreon then you should sign up for the patreon because we have to do season two i don't know when we'll get to it but uh, we have to do season two is better than season three but season season two is is insane like there's that whole story with like the with like the skins oh yeah the skins and like you know the like dupes come in the dupes yeah the like evil versions and like there's all that business with like the granolith and like, oh yeah and then that guy who like the one who was in go that British yeah who was in go who like buys the ufo center and then it's like yeah it just but then he actually is like someone from their planet yeah or he like that guy possessed him for a second, like Rod or whatever his name was. Yeah. <laughs> it was it got really convoluted, but we still had Max Evans, so it was all yeah. right. Yeah, and fucking Michael and Maria. I know. Then um, apparently Maria was willing to break up with Michael just so she could be with the guy who owns the UFO center, um, <laughs> which is a very memorable Christmas episode. So I, which it, it really was the perfect ex- description that it was billed as like Dawson's Creek meets X-Files. <laughs> That's yeah. totally what it was. Then it got like really in the weeds of sci-fi and yeah. it just got like season three just got like really kind of nuts. Max did look really hot in season three though um yeah you could tell he'd been you know through some shit yeah like and he like had like the kind of gothy hair when him and liz like uh robbed that supermarket 
Yeah, it was kind of frosted and looked like... <laughs> he had the cool car, too. He had, like, some old Camaro. They were, like, Bonnie and Clyding it, like, in, there, the, in the premiere. There is, is that scene when, I, th- I think, um, when I think a character dies at the beginning of season two, and Max sprints towards, I think, Liz's house with, like, no shirt on and, like, a, oh, blood, yeah. and, and, like, a bloody handprint on his chest. Yeah, yeah. His, he's dead. Just... He's he just collapsed. He just collapses. <laughs> yeah, like at all the time. Like, and I remember, like, the whole time that happened, like, we weren't breathing until he like collapsed <laughs> on our floor and was like, "He's dead," and we're like, "Oh my god!" Speaking of, oh my god, the beginning of this movie was like vaguely like a '90s lumberjack porn. <laughs> I was like, okay, like the way this movie opened up, I thought it was really cool. The first act, I really enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was like very like that you i hadn't started watching it and you like text me like god love a good tree trimming montage and i was like oh i haven't watched it yet and then as i got to that point i was like this feels pornographic and (laughs) i i think it's all because of that guy on tiktok (laughs) i know i think that's why because we're obsessed with that like lumberjack like i i don't like he literally is just like from out of a porn and he knows exactly what he's doing trimming these tree logs it's like so insane and he gives these long monologues about axe heads and you know the type of wax you're supposed to use to like polish the handle and it's yeah <laughs> like he's always like polishing handles of axes and i'm like is he actually chopping a tree or like <laughs> what does this mean but like god bless him you know like i would if i looked like him i would do the same thing like I, why, yeah. why not <laughs> but yeah it is really funny then as i was watching it i was like this feels like a diet coke ad yeah. Like, a, like you know, from like the '80s or '90s, and a group of women's gonna drive by in a convertible and be like, "Are you guys thirsty?" <laughs> like, it's twelve thirty. It's twelve thirty. And then you see them all like, yeah. When, when of course, when Mike is like, "I said lunch," and then they're all like having lunch, and then all of them just like simultaneously like crack diet coke cans just <laughs> drink them in the sun and like shake their heads and the women are like yeah it's 12 30 <laughs> and then it's just like diet coke that's what the ads were like people if you don't remember the old like diet coke like women perving over like construction workers outside their windows at like 11 o'clock or whatever it was that's what was that was on free television <laughs> yeah yeah, no trigger warning at all. <laughs> like, no, not not at all. So I liked, I really enjoyed that part. So yeah, so why did you select it? Um, I well, there is a certain sequence towards the end of the movie that um I um saw when I was about maybe twelve or thirteen that literally scared the shit out of me, <laughs> and um like uh and if um aliens was never something I particularly gave much thought to un- until this movie so like, it's true it's pretty realistic yeah, yeah i feel like it's not so crazy like i've never really watched much ufo movies aside from like independence day where they're always like coming down and we're like supposed to beat them yeah and then alien like the yeah. old one you know but that's just different it's like a it, different set you know um well i um well aliens and alien abduction at the at, at the time this movie was made was sort of becoming more like mainstream I suppose so. I wonder why. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess more people were just kind of talking about it. So yeah, I guess so. Um, like, I mean, um, unsolved mysteries used to have a few 
memorable stories about you know like you know like you know the unexplained alien strange encounters um (laughs) and you know robert stack just always made everything sound so terrifying like i mean he could read he could be reading a grocery list and i'd like get chills like (laughs) (laughs) i love all those clips that you see online where they're like at the end of like a gruesome horrible story and then it's like and it was never solved <laughs> and it's yeah. like and they just put all of them together and like how terrifying they are and like all these weird things that they say at the end you're just like okay this makes me feel really <laughs> scared that this person's out there i kind of happen to like always believe all the alien abduction stories because like why would people lie about it I believe that they think they're telling the truth but as, as aliens as as a whole i just don't don't believe in so, what do you mean? Aliens as a whole, you don't believe in it at no, all? No. So you don't all. think there's anything outside I, this galaxy? I believe there is life on uh, 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 other planets. I don't believe But not the way that it's depicted yes, yes. here? Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I definitely think there's life on other planets. There has to be. There's yeah. like it's a statistical impossibility. I mean, yeah, I don't know if, if they look exactly like how everyone describes well, it. Well, if, well, here's the thing. They look too human. Like, I mean, if an intelligent species were to evolve on a different planet, I find it highly unlikely, and I think most scientists would agree, that it would evolve the same humanoid shape. Like, it would probably be something completely mm. different. Um, like walking upright, standing, two yeah, legs, like, two I mean, arms. Yeah. They, you know, they could be a really intelligent slime mold, or. Yeah, that's you know, true. Um, I, I think there's actually a. Uh, I'm forgetting what it's called. There's a um, mini series on Netflix that's just like called Alien Worlds, and it just talks about you know if you know, okay you know so if life were to exist on a planet like this, and this is what it might look like, um, and you know it's it's cool. it's, it's yeah it's really neat. So oh, yeah, because they have completely different molecules, like elements, like they wouldn't evolve the same there's no way otherwise it'd be a double a duplicate planet which there might be but it's so far away right now that we can't get to it yeah it's just like in a different galaxy somewhere i mean it might be similar to earth but you know maybe there might be a divergence where maybe instead of like fish taking to land it's like you know really intelligent like clamshells or something yeah you know? that's true or, yeah it you know, could be anything you know, or like sponges or like you know octopus and you know squid i don't um it's true yeah anything's possible um but this is so this is based on a true story based on a book the book is the walton experience and yes. it's by travis walton so this was directed by robert lieberman this premiered march 12th 1993 this was my first time watching it so yeah this is it really freaked me out. The alien bits like really freaked me out when he was having like flashbacks and started to remember and like that weird yeah. sheet they put over him that got like cold and wet and they just and, started screaming. And then they like they like cram that gel into his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like, they like slit the the like thing open. It was like a weird like jelly and they like split his mouth open and then cram that shit in. and then his eye, just one eye. I was like, what in the clockwork orange is like going on here? And like all of the aliens sort of look like my dentist. Like <laughs> I was gonna say they looked more realistic than other aliens I've seen depicted yeah. on like Independence Day or like Alien. Yeah. Like those look more like weird weirdo like different creatures, but yeah, these were just like these little old men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with like, like wrinkly mouths. Pass me the me- 
Metamucil Stan, I'm running low. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looked like those two guys who were the critics and the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know their names. Those like oldie, oldie guys yeah. who were like crotchety. Yeah. That's kind of like what they looked like. And they looked kind of like they were made of clay. They actually kind of looked like that Mexican um, alien body that they found. Or like, yeah. not Mexican, but they found in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, recently, it kind of looked like that. So maybe that's right. <laughs> Which was like made of stone or something. It was so weird. So yeah, when's the first time you've seen this? Like, you saw it you were 12, 13? Yeah, I think I was, um, my mom and I took me, my mom took me to a, um, took me on a work trip with her to Florida. So I was sort of alone in the hotel room all day and we had like free, free cable and um, oh cool she, she was like all right be good and i was like i have free cable how can i not be good and so <laughs> like um and so i was just sort of watching this stuff all day and i think i i came across like the sequence just as it was starting so i didn't have any context but oh. for years i like i just was memorizing this scene until i was like you know what i kind of like to go back and watch that movie again just to see what it was like so <clears throat> Um, so it, um, so I saw that this movie once, maybe like 30 years ago, God, um, oh, shit. And, it was a long time ago, it, uh, certainly less left a lasting impression. <laughs> so. And now the first moment that I like five minutes, I'm watching it like for the first time, you know, like this morning and I'm watching it and I was like, these guys are all hot. <laughs> They're all wearing like lumberjack outfits. They're all like going to their like mining job or not mining job, but they're clearing like an area like tree trimming and like yeah. you know, climbing trees and all this shit. And I was like, cool. I was like, their outfits are really cool. When, and then I was like, what kind of movie is Charles having me watching? I was like, this is not <laughs> alien like I was promised. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm just like really freaked out. I'm like, why are you driving towards that red light? Turn that fucking car around, like screaming, like, no, this I, is so upsetting. I feel like when that whole trucker had craze caught on in the early aughts that like everyone was trying to be like these guys but they just weren't cool enough you know? no exactly <laughs> they just looked like super trash yeah like it didn't work <laughs> out everyone looked like ashton kutcher but you were not the t-1000 in this fucking trucker hat with you a were, chainsaw you're certainly not and you never will be <laughs> like... never you'll never be mike and Mike looked super hot even in the end when he was all like bedraggled and living in the mountains. I was like, yeah. he still looks pretty cool. <laughs> and why the fuck did you take him here, Travis? I thought that the alien ship was going to come out at the end and like take Mike. And he yeah. was like, they didn't like me. <laughs> but I promised you someone who, who wouldn't be like, you know, really rambunctious or like, you know, trying to like beat you. Nope. <laughs> Mike, now it's your turn to get out of the car. <laughs> right it's so weird how he was like i'm not getting out here and then he just gets out i was like travis loves to get out of the car at this specific moment <laughs> at this place i can't imagine if something traumatic happened to him that he's willing to drive back there and actually set foot on the same land that like traumatized him but i mean here I, we are <laughs> i mean I, I guess he'd reached a happy point in his life so um... uh, yeah i really wonder when they had the flash forward where he has kids and he's like married to dana i was like so does he have a nightmare still or is he just cool? Like, was that just temporary after he came back or is he like fine or? Yeah. I mean, I think that he was supposed to be cool. So like... yeah, supposedly. But then when he like takes Mike out, I was like, no, 
he's yeah. not he has not <laughs> dealt with this at all and now that i we can roll into behind the scenes uh if you want now sure um i just sent you uh when he was on joe rogan's podcast like two years ago and i was like oh shit so apparently he like tells the story travis this is based on true story so this is like actually travis he like tells the story of like what happened to him how it's vastly different from the movie but they had to like punch it up because apparently the screenwriter was like that's boring yeah we need to have six guys and three of them are based on people you know and the other three are like whatever so <laughs> i can just imagine like him being like no but like this is what happened she's like nah that kind of sucks so <laughs> let's like rewrite this <laughs> like that's kind of like how i how i picture the conversation going but yeah. um yeah so he kind of tells this story about it you can look it up if you want um but rogan has all those kind of people on there anyway those like alien abductions he's like into all those conspiracies but the guy definitely in te- in watching him tell his story he seemed like he'd seen some shit yeah no i mean i believe him when he says this is what ha- what yeah happens. like he's like I'm, it's definitely weird i mean um it's uh i mean i mean and also like um I, I love the scene when he first comes back and like he's just sort of like shell-shocked and can't really speak and it sort of reminds me of like um of like when buffy first comes back from the dead yeah you know how like she's she's just like how um just she just reacts like you know like to like every noise like what's mm-hmm. that you know like mm-hmm. what huh <laughs> Um, yeah my one of my favorite scenes is when she comes when she comes back and then like they all think it's like the buffy bot and like spike immediately knows it's her yeah and he's like no it's her and then they're like buffy what's wrong do you need to wash your thing and then she's just like is like they're all talking like gra- like you know trying to grab at her like are you okay sit down and then her hands are all fucked up and then they're like how did your hands what happened and spike's just like uh, digging her way out of her own grave that's how yeah. And then that's why I think when she first says like, yeah, that's that's what I like had to do. And then she, oh god, did we get that awful episode where we find out like they ripped her out of heaven, and it's all just, oh, <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, god, season season six of Buffy is like a real world one when yeah, you it's so good, <laughs> so good when you rewatch it. And I know that on Patreon we did part one of season four so i'll get mike on on that we got to do another four episode block oh we should do hush probably for october um because that is like terrifying (laughs) yeah so um i still i still find that terrifying but yeah okay uh so yeah behind the scenes what did you dig up anything Um, fun so um i found a few things um on rotten tomatoes movie have has a critic score of 50 percent that's kind of low. Why is this movie not rated that high? I I'm not sure. I'm not sure if popularity factors into these scores or not. I guess maybe. Um, but it has an audience score of fifty-seven percent, so it's almost passing. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's like fifty-seven. That's like a D. Yeah, I mean, isn't that kind of low? I don't know. I mean, I really enjoyed it, but maybe. I mean, maybe other people had different. I I, I mean I um. I wonder if it also has to do with the fact that, like, the real Travis Walton has says, like, he, he, like, hates this movie. Yeah, um, maybe that's true. Maybe so, for alien enthusiasts, maybe they don't, like, recognize this as, like, an honest account. Yeah. Um, and I was like, who doesn't love talking to an alien enthusiast? I like, mean, it is a, I mean, it is a trip. <laughs> it, I mean, I, um, I, I mean, I, I personally would 
rather chew on broken glass than do something like that but that's just me <laughs> yeah i'd rather just watch the movie yeah like i'm not really interested in I, as that guy was talking uh, that's like a nine minute clip that i sent you where he was telling a story after like four minutes i was like okay <laughs> I was like, all right, get it. They took you, you know? Yeah, I was like, I'll watch the movie. Thanks. <laughs> um, um, so um, the, the real Travis and the real Mike make cameo appearances in this movie during the outraged townspeople scene when they're like, we, how can we let them walk around? They killed Travis. They killed him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Xenophobia. Bah. <laughs> we hate everyone in this small little mountain town of Snowflake, of all things that it's called. I was like, who you wouldn't want to live in Arizona? <laughs> the mountains of Arizona that somehow looks like Washington State and possibly Canada. <laughs> I was like, this is in Arizona? Like, I mean, okay. Um, so apparently there are actually seven guys in the logging crew instead of six. Um, and I was like, all right. Yeah, we need I, to cut that down. Let's make it six. Now, as a storytelling standpoint, I'm not, I I, I, I think I can see both, both sides. You know, because six is like a nice round number and you don't want to like introduce like too many new characters to throw out the audience like all at once so and six you can fit in a pickup truck exactly exactly seven you cannot so <laughs> it would be a little harder they filmed this in oregon no fucking wonder i was yeah. like this is not arizona just say it's oregon um so the actor db sweeney who played um travis was apparently not the director's first choice <laughs> he reminds me of like richard dreyfus in jaws <laughs> yeah <laughs> well like kind of a pipsqueak that like no one kind of liked and apparently yeah you're gonna tell me that's true well apparently it got really close to filming they still hadn't found someone so like the studio executives were like for christ's sake just cast this guy and the director's like fine he's the main guy how do they have like everything cast except for travis <laughs> i was like like uh, he's the one that has to do all this weird shit i was like if, if you're independent just cast work just cast the t1000 as travis like yeah i mean been good anyway um he's been naked and like taken up from a spaceship before when he showed up down on terminator 2 he was like naked yeah. crawling on the street you know and then he, he killed the cop to get the outfit i know he's he's such a man um i love robert patrick um so apparently according to travis what the what happened in the actual abduction was that after he was hit by the light he woke up on a table and he was surrounded by three aliens, but they were sort of the the stereotypical aliens that we all think of, you know, like you know, very short, big heads and like mm-hmm. big black eyes. And um, they started to try and perform tests on him, but he he was like, "No, motherfucker, we're not doing this." And so he apparently got up and grabbed an instrument and started swinging it at the yeah. sort of like Dustin Hoffman swing the cross at that angry mob and the graduate. Oh um, my God. Yeah. And, um, that was uh, wild. I forgot all about that <laughs> until we were doing it. It's on it, Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon. It's, uh, it's not, it's not a, a turn. I had remembered the movie taking <laughs> like at all. Yeah. Um, and so apparently a, um, human came in and led him into a, n- another room and he like asked the guy like hey what's going on why are these people trying to like do tests on me and apparently the human who led him into the other room was was like shh 
and didn't say anything and like like gestured to a chair and then Travis a human now like who the fuck is this person I, I, was, I was like um I was like I mean I believe you but I mean if you also told me you were on acid I wouldn't not believe that either yeah <laughs> so... this sounds like mushrooms and so apparently once he was in the chair he um they like gassed him or something and he like fell asleep and then he woke up walking along the highway and like oh. that's that's what happened <laughs> so um wow yeah okay um so um and so um i was like well i can see how you'd be mad about that <laughs> you know like, <laughs> it's funny um, that he like fought back yeah yeah um and that's all that i have for behind the scenes oh, okay yeah, there aren't that many. I just have, like, we did Rotten Tomato. IMDb gives it a 6.5 out of 10. That seems fair. kind of low. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess so. And maybe I liked this movie more than anyone else did, but I have just seen it once. So maybe yeah. this is, like, like throughout the test of time. Who knows? Budget, $15 million. It's kind of a lot. Yeah, for 1993. It must be all that, like, weird alien shit. Mm-hmm. They'd have to build all that, like weird set for all those just little like flashes and like flashbacks and all that special effects shit's really expensive i think yeah uh box office 19.9 million so it made made its money but barely it wasn't probably as big as they thought it was going to be my main thing that i have is that Anne rice said it was the scariest movie that she'd ever seen at the time that was kind of wild but my main thing is that the cinematography is done by bill pope I thought it was exceptional and I just happened to look it up and he's literally like your favorite cinematographer because like, what has this man not done? Because I even wrote down in my story notes before I know who actually did the cinematography. I was like, this is some like matrix ass shit. He's the one who did the uh, cinematography for the matrix. Oh, so, and all of the, like a lot of the Wachowskis and just like tons of shit that we know and love. So I really love it. Like he did uh, the baby driver, not the baby driver, baby driver recently, like the Spider-Man's with Tobey Maguire, um, the new Shang-Chi, Ant-Man, Quantumania, which was not great. Um, <laughs> but you know, some other, other things that we've all seen. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I thought the cinematography was really good. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He's done a bunch of like Metallica videos. Um, yeah. So oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, one episode of Freaks and Geeks, <laughs> as I mentioned, but I thought it was cool. Oh, and the biggest one, Clueless. This wow. is the cinematographer of Clueless, and also Blank Check, and also Bound, that amazing movie oh, with okay. Tina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Army of Darkness, uh, Motley Crue video in 1990, um, one of the Bangles videos, <laughs> like Whoa. a lot of music videos, so that's really cool. <laughs> So that's all I, I kind of sort of had to say about it. Basically, the main thing about this is that the author, it's kind of cool that it was based on this true story so that we have like this author kind of involved and kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of cool. It's his name too. It's like they didn't yeah. even change the name. They changed, they kept all the names of the people. So I thought that was really cool how we have like a real connection in here. So I thought that was neat. But yeah, that's all I have. I mean, obviously Travis wants to have another movie made of closer to his real version. I mean, so. what could be more enthralling than waking up in a room surrounded by aliens and swinging an object at them and then 
having a human come in and say, hey, get in this chair. And he'd, he'd be like, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know? well, I need more I need more about the human. Like, yeah. did we ever try to figure out who that was? And, like, then also the way that it ended with him being like, I don't think they liked me. I'm like, are you mad about that? Like, did you still <laughs> want to be up there? It kind of sounds like you are kind of pissed that you're back down on Earth. Because, like, if you were more agreeable, maybe they would have kept you. <laughs> and then now it's like because you caused all this ruckus and we're like fighting and trying to like kill them with the, the scalpels they were like throw them back <laughs> i mean i mean maybe what they really were doing was just interviewing for a maid because that spaceship was filthy <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need an american we can easily sway let's go to arizona this seems very much like the two aliens on the simpsons yeah. <laughs> like very much like them <laughs> so funny um okay let's move on to fashion which Yay. i mean i kind of like the fashion in here joe i tompkins is uh our costume designer here who has been nominated for two Oscars, Cross Creek and Harlem Nights. Um, oh. So I thought that was interesting, but has not won any. I know that Cross Creek was the only movie that Alfre Woodard was nominated for an Oscar for. Really? Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I don't know what it's about. I think it came out the same year as Terms of Endearment. So... Oh, okay. Is it Close Encounters an alien film? Yes. Close Encounters of the Third Crown. Is that yeah, that's good. Spielberg, right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, I, I just watched it recently for the first time, and I really liked it. Yeah, I haven't seen um, it. It's uh, I think it came out the same year that like Richard Dreyfus was won the Oscar for the Goodbye Girl. So it's the same year as like Annie Hall. Um, oh wow! And I, it's I think it's one of those movies that's like heavily spoofed in, in in The Simpsons like a fair amount. Oh like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I do want to see that. Isn't there another one called like Close Encounters and it's like Redford's in it or Robert Redford directed it? What movie oh, is I'm that? I'm not sure. Um, I, I get it mixed up with another one. I think I think it's another one. And Contact. Isn't Contact a alien uh, film? Kind of, sort of. But okay, I, I haven't seen it. Yes. It's yes, it's, it's, kind it's, of. It's sort of an alien movie where nothing really happens. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So it's like it's like uh, suggested, but yeah, not. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, cool. Okay, so what are your fashion standouts? Any standouts? Um, Robert Patrick's um, like ensemble, like wearing the trucker hat, and you know, I, it's the first time I've really seen him with like longer hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has like those beautiful blue eyes and everyone's always wearing like tank tops and s- denim and 70s sweaters and um you can just smell it you know <laughs> and um and um his uh in i um you know like his his wife is wearing clothes that seem very very like loose and flowy and like comfortable and it's just kind of i, I was born in the 70s but kind of made me want to go back <laughs> so. i know well in the 90s is when we had that big return to the 70s yeah because it was like 20 years ago then so it was like vintage so now the 90s is literally like older than vintage yeah it's more than 20 years ago now but it's now i guess the early 2000s is like vintage and you're like oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> that was not even that long ago but it just feels like it I don't know. Everything feels the same. So it's just, it's really weird now, but the nineties just feels so different probably because it's like pre-technology. So it's just mm-hmm. a different 
it's a more like vivid time to remember but i remember the 70s influence like all the alien stuff everywhere because obviously there was like a resurgence of the movies and all that kind of stuff yeah um i um i'm trying to i don't think i had anything like specific written down um i um i like the i like the outfit that they dress travis in after he after they find him again to like uh take him home um mm-hmm. I, 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 I i thought i just thought it looked kind of comfortable um yeah that western kind of shirt yeah 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 um, it was cool um and i also have to say i thought the alien spacesuits were very chic those were cool yeah <laughs> they were really cool yeah i liked it <laughs> um but what about you oh wow okay i thought i have like Kind of specific. I wrote, like, I really like the plaid vest combo on the T-1000, a.k.a. Mike. Um, I like that <laughs> Travis got abducted in double denim Canadian tuxedo. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. <laughs> I really like his, uh, the, like, double denim. It very much reminded me of, like, Richard Dreyfus in Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Um, He just, like, had the same size and, like, just they kind of look similar, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, Gee. yeah, I had that vibe. Do you think double denim is a look that I personally could pull off? Because I, I always, I, I sort of want to try it. Like I want to get a jean jacket, but I'm worried that it would end up wearing me instead. I don't know. You got to find the right one, but I don't think it's a bad combo. Okay. Like it's denim. The point yeah. of denim is that it goes with everything. Okay. So I think it just depends on how you wear it and what you wear, like layered with it. I that see. really changes like the the vibe. But I think yeah, I think you should get a vintage. A denim jacket okay that i think okay. and also the color of the denim makes a difference too like if it matches like how his match like it was from the same denim mm-hmm. like it was the same exact blue wash then i feel like that looks better than when you kind of have like darker jeans and like a lighter jacket like that yeah. doesn't work as well this is really involved but it's it actually makes sense don't worry I'm, I'm not a big i'm not a big fan of like light colored denim for, for the most part i sort of prefer it to be darker I'd say either what you could do is you could get your denim jacket the same place you get your denim pants and then just like distress the fuck out of it and like oh, wash okay. it several times and stuff. So it starts to look older. So it doesn't look like really new. Yeah. Hmm. So I really liked that. I liked the yeah, the, the, the double denim. <laughs> I thought that looked really cool. I also really liked um, Henry Thomas. I forgot his name. What's his character's name? Barry? Um... I don't know. He was the one who was supposed to be 17, I think. Yeah, he's the one that, like, when they first show him, he's just, like, really fucked up. Like, (laughs) really, really fucked up. He has a really cool blue Fleetwood Mac baseball shirt on at one point that is, like, so fucking rad. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like, a 70s Fleetwood Mac shirt. I thought that was really cool. I also wrote, like, this this is the perfect description of this movie this is what i would write if i was like the director and i'm like all right this is my movie guys uh costume designer here's here's your your tagline for the call sheet i wrote this logging 80s porn star hunk clothing line like lumberjack but western and in arizona in the 70s (laughs) like that totally i was the whole time i was like why does this feel like a porn like why does this why does this like tree logging thing just feel like this was not for the men's 
like the way they were like I, you know obviously advertising in the 90s like this was not I don't, I don't think it's giving what it's what you think it's giving is what i kind of yeah. think was the director like robert lieberman like when you were in the like editing and like the cutting room like what were you trying to convey with this montage because i don't think it's giving what you thought okay i want these men to appear really masculine and i want them to be cutting down trees slow motion i want like kind of like the angle like the light like shining through him high up on a mountain when he and he cuts and almost hits this one guy and he goes timber <laughs> like i was like, I was like this feels very much like when the simpsons went to that gay steel mill <laughs> like, that's very much like what it felt like i i was like li- totally living for it but i was like this is so funny because nowadays with our lens i'm like this and now with our our tiktok stud like this is not giving what it you think it's giving god why did you bring me to a gay steel mill we we work hard we play hard dun 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 Everybody dance now. It's like one of the best Simpsons episodes. <laughs> it's so good. So good. So that's basically what I have for fashion. It's basically just like, yeah, it's it's grunge really too. It's lumberjack. It's Oregon because that's where these motherfuckers filmed it. It's yeah. not giving Arizona <laughs> at all. That's why I, I feel like we're missing the Arizona aspect. We would have had a different like. It's giving like broke uh, brokeback mountain. Like yeah. it's it's giving like he looked really good in double denim. I think didn't uh, Jake Gyllenhaal have double denim in that movie? Yeah, yeah, I th- I, th- I think so too. Yeah, um, and I think he looked good because it was the same denim. It was like the same wash of denim. That's what I think what makes the difference. Gosh, man, it's really cold bad. outside. Can I come and sleep in the tent with you? God, can you imagine? I can't imagine anyone else doing that movie, but. Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, there's same. a siren flying down my street, where there will be. I live in a city, folks. Shit's happening all the time. There's just something going on. I've been hearing a lot of sirens today. Oh, really? <laughs> More than usual. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Let's move on to music. Music. Um, Did you get anything? It's not really a heavy music movie. I don't think I wrote anything down for music. Oh, okay. Um, um, like, I do like the score at the end. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, um, the score is really cool. Mark uh, Isham, or Isham, uh, did the score for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Winter, Blinded by Love, is that song that's playing in the car when they're all, like, headed to the job site. Oh, okay. In, like, the um, flashback. There also is the Neville Brothers, Sons and Daughters, which is, like, near the end. And then there's Freddie Fender, Wasted Days and Wasted Nights, I think is at the beginning. um but yeah that's all i have written down that's i think that's basically it they're like maybe two other songs but it's not like a a music movie well i think the title fire in the sky is taken from a song too yes that is uh from a black sabbath song okay uh let me say i think it's black sabbath but i'm not sure let's find out on the old imdb I think it's in the connections. I'm about to record uh, an episode for Patreon later. Uh, we're doing the first episode of Riverdale. Oh, nice. Um, wait, it says that this was referenced in Disturbing Behavior. Oh, What really? did they say about this in Disturbing Behavior? Fire oh. in the Sky? Does someone say something about Fire in the Sky? I will have to watch that movie again and 
Yeah. And take you, a. Take you know, a I, I actually just watched Disturbing Behavior for the first time within the last six months, and I really liked it. Did you really? Mm-hmm. The yeah. first the first time. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like one of my all time favorite movies. I fucking love Disturbing Behavior. I had it on tape, and I used to watch it all the time, like in the late nineties. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I it's like, great. I like really wish Katie Holmes would start acting again i just kind of i know i love katie holmes i love joey (laughs) i love that she was like the baddie joey yeah she was basically joey in disturbing behavior but she was like more baddie (laughs) like yeah Um, she was cool and james marsden looks exactly the fucking same like literally he looks the same and he just turned 50 the other day it's kind of wild yeah Yeah. you sent me that um tiktok video of him doing asmr oh my god and i I think my response to you was my ovaries just exploded (laughs) (laughs) i know it's so good i love that he was like and it was all about his sign he was like i'm a Virgo, (laughs) and people never say anything nice about Virgo men i was like we don't care james marston we don't care It's really funny. Yeah, he's really funny too. Have you seen Jury Duty? That show that he's in on uh, Amazon? No, no. It's like a really funny half hour comedy where it's about jury duty selection in LA and he gets and he plays himself. Oh. And he like gets really upset that the other jurors like don't know him more. They're like, what are you in? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, he's like, um, hello, Ella Enchanted, The Notebook. Like, (laughs) it's really good. You should watch it. I think it has just like 10 episodes. Oh, is that the one where, um, like everyone is in on the act except for like one guy who Uh thinks it's real? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. You should watch it. You should watch it. It's cool. Um, Okay, so let's move on to favorite scenes and lines. What do you got? I mean, mine's obviously the tree trip the tree chopping montage i just wrote yeah um, well i um i also love her introduction to like travis um just um like um we get like this like frantic scene at the beginning of them like driving off the mountain and just like walking to the bar not saying anything and then like the police come and then Mm -hmm. you know they just like start asking you know tell me about travis what was what was he like you know james garner being a yeah. police officer, I was like, "Ooh, woof!" <laughs> I love me some James Garner. Um, and um, I uh, and I was a little confused because he like somehow has this woman giving him free donuts, um, like in town, but then he comes to Mike's house and gets all sweet with his sister. And I was like, "You son of a bitch!" You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Richard Dreyfus sleeping yeah. with the, the wife of the sheriff. <laughs> like, apparently in the book, Jaws happens. I would love to see that retelling. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see too. more, like, adult <laughs> adult drama surrounding the shark that's, like, you know, killing everyone in the town. Well, and, and it's also kind of funny because there's this, um, like, um, his wife sort of uh, gets this idea, like, um, sort of decides to have a dinner party one night and she invites Hooper over and she invites a lady for him to like you know oh for him to like get with yeah and um then um and like she you know she just kind of treats him in differently and um then um what tips Brody off is to to, like that something is up is that he finds out that she's a 
lesbian and that um when he asked hooper where where, where he was on on a certain night he said oh i i i i was with that girl you you, you set me up with <laughs> really um <laughs> oh so she's so she's not even into guys at all yeah it was yeah. just a cover that the wife did yeah Ooh, smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see that that Jaws that Jaws movie. Everybody's a summer town. We need summer dollars. <laughs> you yell shock, and we've got a panic on our hands on the Fourth of July. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so glad I finally saw that that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, sorry. So oh, you're yeah. uh, op- the opening. <laughs> um, so I um I do um sort of like the like you know um oh. I do, um, I, I do like the scene when, um, like, uh, Mike and his wife sort of get into a fight, and, um, you know, and he's just like, why don't you believe me? And, um, she's like, these people in town are calling you a murderer, Mike. And, um, then, um, he's like, you know what, I don't, I don't need this, I'm gonna go sleep, sleep in a hotel. And then, like, the next day he comes out, out of the hotel, and this reporter comes up to him, and he's like, Mr. Rogers, I feel like asking you if it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, that's right. And like, Mike is has is just like stone face. Like what? <laughs> you know? He's like, get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, Robert Patrick has those beautiful eyes, and they're very so hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. I would never last a second in the moment of like around the T one thousand. I mean, he's just so pretty looking. <laughs> like, yeah, how could he ever be evil? Yeah, he just doesn't look like it. Um, and then oh, and then I do like the montage when they go in for the polygraph test. Oh yeah, which, which I, I, I thought was interesting, and I do um love Robert Patrick giving an impassioned public speech, and then um shortly after that, in the next scene, turning around and yelling at at the police and getting right in their face. I was like. Mm. <laughs> And he's like really upset. He's like, my best friend is gone. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? You all think that I killed him? We didn't. If you got, got some... out of the goddamn car. <laughs> if you've got something to say about it, say it's my face. And the townspeople are like, um, no, we'll see behind your back because it's called manners. <laughs> I um... know, right? <laughs> we have nothing else to do in this goddamn town but just talk about you behind your back. <laughs> Basically. And... You, it, it, there's like one shot of like this old lady who just kind of like turns away and I was like you you know you, <laughs> you. were you were their best friend up until like a couple days ago and then all this mm-hmm. started and you just turned tail like on a dime without even mm-hmm. thinking twice <laughs> mm-hmm. fair weather neighbors <laughs> oh <Anyway>. yeah totally <laughs> totally in this fucking town yeah um i just have like aside from tree chopping we got that um the fact that they make alan seem like he's the culprit because he's like not from the town and he like has a criminal record they're like he did something to him and they go out like digging in the forest and then they're like it's it's the body and they're all standing over it i'm like why you guys are all like looking around like as soon as they find out that it's not they're like oh it's someone buried their dog like of course it's not him we didn't kill him (laughs) why are you guys all looking like oh shit or like maybe alan did i was like maybe alan did kill him maybe this isn't about aliens after all maybe it like is a simple answer you know i thought like maybe that would be it but then no and the whole bit where they actually 
um, I really like the scene where it's like the end of the day and we're like going back in time. So we're seeing what happened. It's the end of the day. And then they're driving and they're driving like down from the, from the mountain. And then that's when you see like the red light. I didn't know it was red. And I like how you mm. don't see it for a long time. Like one of them sees it. The guy that's, I forgot his name, the guy with the glasses. Oh, was he like the Mormon guy or was, maybe, or he was supposed to be like super religious I think so. I don't know. Some of them were just not as memorable as others. It was basically mm-hmm. like Henry Thomas, Travis, Mike, and then Alan with the bandana. And then there were like other two that I and, don't I mean, they really should remember. probably cut it down to like four. Four yeah, is a nice I was like, round number. Yeah, there were a lot. I mean, I know that like there'd be a bigger crew. So obviously, it, or just put them in two cars. Yeah. Or something like, but anyway, so that it was, so that was kind of weird. And then, then like, you know, Travis in the front, they're falling asleep. And I was like, okay, like, when is this going to happen? And then, right. I like the moment that it just kind of like builds that tension when you see that red light and they're just like, what the fuck is that? Like, we don't know what that is. And Travis just gets like, like, do you think that there was some kind of magnetic force that like drew him out of the car? Because like, it just seemed like he wasn't in that much control. Like he was like, fixated and mm-hmm. he just like kept walking forward and he didn't say anything he wasn't yeah. like come on guys look I I, I I think he was just like so enthralled by what he was seeing he just was um like um he just sort of wound up out of the car without really realizing it and you know um he just like couldn't stop himself and yeah so he just kept walking and walking and then I like mean, light came over him and they're like oh my God, I mean, it, I mean, it's sort of like me when I'm presented with like a platter of nachos. So like, you're like, I'm just moving towards it. I don't know how. I don't really question anything about yeah, this. Yeah, because I'm I'm going to eat this. Like this is gonna happen now. It's it's true. I mean, I, of course. And then when they when they like see him get like pulled up by the light, but then like he wasn't raised that many feet. He was probably raised like eight feet. I mean, granted, that's high, but it's not like he wasn't raised like fifty or hundred. And then he gets like sucked in by this light, like almost like it's sucking the energy out of him, and then like thrown down. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, he's dead! He's yeah. dead!" Uh, they could have pulled him then. Yeah, and this whole shit wouldn't have happened. But granted, no one was gonna get out of the car, and then they they're like, "Leave him, leave!" Like half of them are like, "Leave him," the other half are like, "No, we've got to go back. We got to fucking save him." And then, so the, anyway, throughout all this, my one of my other favorite scenes is when Travis does come back and he's in the hospital, and Mike like sneaks into his room, and Mike's like, "You know, this wouldn't have happened if you didn't get out of the car." <laughs> and then i love that like he he's blaming him and then later on when you haven't heard travis say anything since he's been back he's just been like really like ptsd to the max and then he finally is like lying in the bed and then mike is just like well we missed you buddy like i'm glad you're back and he's like you left me (laughs) (laughs) you left me you left me why did you leave and he was like well we thought you were dead the other guys were hollering like you know i just didn't really know what to do and he's like i can't believe this (laughs) like so he essentially like blamed him on the other side which i thought was really good it reminds us of uh the jurassic park classic he left us he left us <laughs> That's basically what they did to Travis. They're like, well, I mean, but what would you do? Would you have gotten out of the car? I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Um, I personally would have um would have uh not gotten out of, out of the car. I don't know if um I don't know if Travis was much in control of his body at that point, but 
um, if it if it were up to me, I would stay in the safety of, of of the truck. I wouldn't have stopped the truck. Yeah. Like, why did you even stop it for it to be like for him to be able to stop and pull and like you know empty and roll? Like, otherwise he'd have to roll out. If you want to roll out in the mountain, that's up to you. But like, I'm not stopping the car. We're gonna yeah. keep driving on this road. Like, I mean, but I guess that the light was so vivid. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a right. It's like red is such a like a specific kind of light it's not like a white light that's cool that you could probably like see around red is like very like basically like you're watching bram stoker's dracula that's basically like how the movie felt like it was just red so it's just like yeah it's kind of nuts but yeah i thought that was really was really good where like no one believes him in the town the japanese like press agents that show up (laughs) yeah (laughs) everyone's there like let's see all these crazy people in this town i'm like well if you guys just think a bunch of friends killed the other then why is this a story yeah like if no one believes it i thought that was kind of weird and when travis came back you you can tell the police were just like so disappointed they're like i know they're like we're trying to get one of you all for murder I was like, oh, God, Whatever. we're in a big trial. Our careers would have gotten a boost. We've got more job <laughs> offers. <laughs> and we could have moved out of this fucking town. Yeah. Out of Snowflake. Um, so, yeah, I think that's like so. I, I just wrote like when Travis is at home and he's like under the table, and that's when he's like spaced out. Mm-hmm. And that's when you go into this like Matrix like weird floaty like changing and gravitational pulls through like different caves it seems yeah. like it was well, very I weird i guess he sort of wakes up in sort of this like uh chamber or like a hive or something yeah like um, the matrix yeah yeah kind of sort of yeah it's not under under a uh, fluid though um one thing that i would have changed is like when he sort of like is sort of like hanging by that like umbilical cord from like mm-hmm. his cell um when he sort of like loses control and flies into like the next cell and comes face to face with a body i would not (sighs) body human yeah i was gonna say like i mean um i I, I mean that scene still like scared the scared the shit out of me but Mm -hmm. i i i sort of personally would have made that made that character made that body like an alien maybe or maybe or just, just something that you couldn't really identify yeah 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 something that you were like what what is this yeah yeah it is it is so so weird i can see how they hollified like hollywood fied the story mm-hmm. to make a movie just to make it more terrifying but it did kind of have that like yeah it should be a bit more out there but i guess in the 90s it had to do something yeah, Otherwise, I mean, why would we be, be as threatened, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it's still a very effective movie. Like, Yeah, oh, totally. I was terrified. Yeah. I was, like, really, like, upset and kind of, like, disturbed watching it. That whole white sheet thing oh, and then the smoke God. coming down, which seemed like it was some kind of, like, nitrous that, like, froze it. Yeah. And then when yeah. they cut him open and he's just screaming, like, that... And it didn't seem like anything. And then the like little like thing, the jelly was in his mouth. And then that like fucking laser thing came down, and it was like, like the needle of a needle of a needle kept yeah. coming out. And oh, like it's just like oh. And like like they put that plate in 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 his eyes so he couldn't blink. Yeah, just like Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, holds open the pupil and shit. I was like, this is yeah. like disturbing behavior yeah <laughs> like the same kind of vibe like maybe that's why i wonder if that's what they 
what they said with disturbing like with disturbing behavior like they mentioned it i wonder if that was like oh okay i wonder if i now i want to know what the connection was in fire in the sky like if they said it did they make mention of the movie or were they reading it maybe they were reading the book in class or something like i don't know or maybe they mentioned like travis walton or something like maybe they like there's a character named travis that's like travis walton or something like that so who knows yeah um yeah, so that was really crazy. I don't have any like quotes written down though. Yeah, um I mean, um I mean, it's it's I it's um to quote our the the our my my, my favorite one-star review of all time. It's a very visual movie. Um <laughs> so it is a visual movie because that's how everything fucking happens. God damn it. Some movies aren't visual. Some movies take place in the same fucking room. Yeah. In that case, it's not really about the visuals or the effects. Like, fucking idiot. Please leave us, like, some five-star reviews to counteract that horrible one-star review that we got a long time ago. Actually, mm. it wasn't that long ago, but still. So leave some reviews on the podcast and join us on the Patreon. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot more coming up for October. And I guess I can tell you that we're planning on doing Misery. We're planning on doing, like, Queen of the Damned over on Patreon and The Descent. These are all our plans. I'm doing Riverdale tonight, which I'll be able to get up before October so that I'll have a new October. But Riverdale is like the perfect autumn show. Yeah. Like um, the way that it starts. I feel like it had such a good like vibe. And I think I'm trying to rope Jai and, and Jules into doing the first episode of Twin Peaks because I've tried to get into it, but I feel like this is the season. It's like mm-hmm. very like spooky October-y. So I think yeah. we're going to try to do that and probably some other stuff too. I'm not sure, but do you have any other like final thoughts on this movie? Uh, don't get out of the damn car. Yeah. Don't get out of the fucking car. Mind your own business. That's yeah. how all of these things start. Yeah. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.